the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, it's Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst, Dan Radcliffe uh, with me today, and we are doing a best of. It has been an unbelievable year this year, 2022. A lot of challenges, a lot of victories. On the show today, we're going to talk to Focus on the Family folks. We'll talk with Nicole Hunt. She is an attorney and a writer for Focus on the Family's Daily Citizen. We talked to Nicole uh, in May of 2022, right before the overturning of Roe versus Wade. And then when it happened, uh, we got her back on the show and we talked about, uh, hey, this is amazing. Now what do we do? Uh, and she gave us some, some great insight, some great pointers. And just recently, we talked to Nicole about the pro-life movement. And she, she wrote an article in Newsweek that if we want to win in 2024, we must adjust how things are done uh, as a pro-life movement. It's going to take coordination. Uh, it's going to take uh, the winning of elections. And at the very least, she says, and I quote her, it's going to require change. And she's got three things the pro-life movement needs to be doing differently. It is a great interview, and we're going to hear it again. It is the best of with Focus on the Family, folks. But first, before we talk to Nicole, Focus on the Family gives families hope. And this Christmas, when you support Focus on the Family, God will use your generosity to bring healing and restoration to couples on the verge of divorce. They do it so well, and they've been doing it for a long, long time uh, through broadcast, podcast, counseling resources, print and online materials, mentoring, training, live events, and programs like their Hope Restored Marriage Intensives, which actually comes to Georgia a few times a year. Now, this month, the month of December, when you give to Focus on the Family, remember, you're helping marriages. Your generosity is bringing healing and restoration to couples on the verge of divorce. And because of some generous friends of Focus on the Family, there is a year-end match. It takes about $30 to help save one marriage, but with the match, you're actually helping two. That's $60. So I want to encourage you to go to our website right now. There's a Focus on the Family link, and you can give your end-of-year gift. It's easy. Go to faithtalkatlanta.com, look for the Focus on the Family link, and then give. Yes, your gift, helping families, transforming lives. Thank you very much. We appreciate your passion, your faithfulness, your generosity. You are listening to a Best of Faith Talk Live with Rick and Dan. And now, as promised, Nicole Hunt, attorney, writer for Focus on the Family's Daily Citizen and spokesperson for Focus on the Family, talking about pro-life 
and how we can all see powerful change in our future. It's good to have Nicole Hunt back with us, attorney and uh, serves at a, as a writer uh, for the Daily Citizen, a spokesperson for Focus on the Family. We had her on before when we talked about uh, Roe v. Wade uh, being turned over. She wrote something really interesting. I think it's vital for us to, to talk more about it. Uh, they published it in Newsweek, and this is a quote from Nicole. It's going to take a coordinated effort for the pro-life movement to start winning elections, and at the very least, it's going to require change. And she gives three things that the pro-life movement needs to do differently. Uh, I love this, Nicole. Thank you so much. You know, things changed, and everybody was all excited. And I think in some form or fashion, we thought, okay, now we don't need to do anything, but we do need to do something, and this is what uh, you're talking about. Where do we begin? Tell us about the change that needs to be made. Yeah, and for context, let me just back up and set the stage for the listeners, right? So we have the election, and this past November, we had five states that were considering abortion-minded statutes. Three of those states were going were considering whether or not to enshrine abortion in their state constitution, and those were being pushed by the abortion lobby. And then in two states, there was a question, and these were being pushed by the pro-life movement, of either protecting life in the state constitution or protecting life in state statute. And sadly, shockingly, really, as a gut punch for the pro-life movement, in all of those states, um, there the pro-life position was rejected. And the truth is, is that in two of those states, in Montana and in Kentucky, those were pro-life states, states that generally are considered to protect life. Right. But the voters in those states, they rejected the pro-life position. Hmm. And so, yeah, so after the election, you know, the pro-life movement is basically looking at what's left of the battlefield and asking ourselves, what the heck happened here? Right. We know that in many of these states, we there are already statutes in place that protect life. Why, why are we seeing this turnaround? And so as I dug deeper and looked into it, I really saw that there were three main areas where the pro-life movement is failing and where we need to step up and we need to change things so that we can start to win, specifically when it comes to these ballot measures. And the first one has to do with funding. I think it's one of the most important because the truth is, is that in an election, whoever has the deepest pockets gets to control the narrative. And those who control the narrative, they win votes in yeah, elections. Right. Sadly, so, for instance, yeah. in the state of Michigan, they were considering whether to enshrine abortion in their state constitution. Well, by the last count before the election of the financial reports that came in, the abortion lobby to date had raised $46 million for their efforts. And contrast that to the pro-life movement who had raised only $17 million. Wow. And that wow. was the most well-funded of all five states. They had the most well-funded. But you see that deficit. The, the pro-life movement cannot compete against that kind of a funding deficit. It just doesn't work in elections. Mm. Wow. And and it's a, a thing that's, whether uh, we want it to be or not, it's something that's at the top of the minds of the voters, at least here in Georgia. We have a runoff election that's going on today. Uh, and I would say a good 80 to 90% of the commercials that have been run against the conservative candidate have uh, have been all about abortion and how 
uh, they'll just outlaw abortion at all, and it's uh, and they'll be horrible for women's rights and and things like that. And that's what it's all been about. I will say that there were some bright bright lights when it comes to abortion policy that was pro-life and candidates who stood up for it. For instance, the governor of Florida, he is a um, very outgoing pro-life candidate, and he won by leaps and bounds. Mm-hmm. So I don't think politicians should steer away from this issue. In fact, I think that when politicians like the governor of Florida or even the governor of Texas, these politicians led with courage and with boldness on pro-life positions, and they were rewarded by being reelected. Nicole Hunt with us uh, from Focus, the Day Citizen. She is an attorney, and uh, she's talking uh, about just some changes, uh, if we're going to to win this thing, uh, the the pro life movement needs to do some things differently. I don't know. I mean, of course, we know when everything started changing when 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 Roe v. Wade was turned over. Immediately, we had celebrities, we had politicians. I mean, it was like a barrage. Uh, which I don't, did we expect that? I guess we did. But it's just every time you turned the channel or read a uh, read an article, it was just you know how uh, terrible, horrendous it was that we would allow this change mm-hmm. to happen. And do you think that some of that just it, it caused fear, and so it just people just kind of backed up? Maybe we opened Pandora's box here. Maybe we should have left well enough alone. Do you think fear was a heavy motivator here? For sure. And I mean, the truth is, is, you know, when we're talking about funding issues like this, the, the, the impact of the media and celebrities on this issue, I think also impacted kind of that funding dynamic, right? Like, for instance, the abortion lobby, this is what they do for a living. They sell abortions. So investing in campaigns is basically an investment, a business investment. Hmm. They're procuring their method of business as long as possible. And so if they can turn out the right election results, then they get to keep their business in place. But I think another thing that plays into this is how much the media also gives like free press coverage for the abortion lobby, as do do the celebrities. So it really makes it difficult when the pro-life movement is left. We don't have those people in our corner, not many of them. There are some. We don't have many of them in our corner. So there's there's no backup from media or from celebrities, and we don't have the kind of funding. And so we're We're being outspent and outmaneuvered when it comes to the narrative that's being shared, which is why it's just really important for the pro-life movement. We need to reassess if we're going to run ballot measures, they need to be funded. Hmm. And if we and if we can't fund them, then that brings me to the next part, which is we need our strategy. Our strategy right now of running ballot initiatives that are not funded to win is a losing strategy in the long run for the pro-life movement. Hmm. And the specific case in point is Kentucky. Kentucky has pro-life measures already on the books, and they wanted to secure the pro-life position by saying that their state constitution does not have a right to the abortion in it. So that's what they were running. Well, in Kentucky, what what we see ended up happening was a lot of unintended consequences. First of all, they turned out a lot of abortion abortion rights supporters, people who want to support protect abortion were showing up to vote against this measure. Hmm. And then secondly, it it made a lot of the middle of the rotors 
not really know what to believe. We gave the pro-abortion lobby the opportunity to really motivate middle of the rotors, people who might sympathize with women who might feel like they have to get an abortion and, and they're not really sure what they believe about it. Well, we allowed them to spin a narrative that now has left a lot of middle of the rotors thinking that they also are pro-abortion. Hmm. And then finally, it's left the pro-life movement, you know, scrambling to try to recover after such a significant loss in a state where we really should have won. Yeah. And so I think this really just ties into what is the right strategy? We know that the abortion lobby, they are going to continue to run ballot measures because it's good for them. They can turn out their voters. They, they're able to win on the ballot measures. And then the truth is, is this is a strategy long-term, right? Because if the state constitutions protect abortion, then the state legislators cannot pass pro-life laws. And in fact, in many of these states, we may see many of the pro-life measures that are already in place. We may end up seeing them revoked as a violation now of the state constitution. So this is a very long-term strategy for the abortion lobby. So we need to have not only be considering, are we really going to move forward with ballot measures? Or are we going to rethink this? And then we also need to be thinking about how are we going to fight them at the ballot box when it comes to pro-life measures or to these measures that they're going to run. We've got to beat them at these ballot measures because they're targeting the states that they're targeting are pro-life states. That's where they're headed next. They've already identified six to seven pro-life states that have pro-life laws on the books, protecting pre-born human life. And they're going after those states because they want to see those laws overturned. What a great interview with Nicole Hunt of Focus on the Family Attorney, spokesperson and writer for the Daily Citizen. We're going to take a break, and uh, when we come back, we'll talk to the host of The Boundless Show. You hear that here at Faith Talk Atlanta, Focus on the Families, The Boundless Show. Lisa Anderson, one of our favorite guests. We're going to talk, uh, well, I'll let it be a surprise, but it is the best of. We talked to Lisa about three times uh, this year, and every single segment that we had with Lisa was uh, a hoot. Oh, yes, it was. Don't forget that uh, you can go to Focus on the Family and help save marriages. That's right. When you give a generous donation, you give families hope. And uh, they'll double your dollars because of uh, some generous friends of Focus on the Family. So if you give $30 because $30 helps save one marriage, uh, it will actually take care of two marriages. There's a link on our website. Go to faithtalkatlanta.com. Uh, It's a Focus on the Family link. Click it, and you'll be well on your way to uh, bringing healing and restoration to couples on the verge of divorce. Thank you so much. Hey, we'll be right back with more Faith Talk Live. Again, it's a best of with our friends from Focus on the Family. I'm Rick Probst, and for Dan Radcliffe, we'll be right back. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.